So as we enter into this week's Torah portion, we see a new group of people emerge called the priesthood. Something that brings a central point to the Jewish people. It's no longer just Moses and the prophets they have to abide by, but now we have a group of men that are to lead over the spiritual realm of the family of Israel. What's really interesting, as we'll see in the next book, almost a whole book deals with how and what they're supposed to do. The priesthood is a central point in their studies and how they worship with the temple. And as we learn, it's just not for anyone but a particular family and clan. Aaron's offspring. You know, people ask what tribe I'm from or what tribe you're from, and can we prove today the exact tribe we're from? Nope, we don't have that. There's no, quote, facts. But what we do know is what's been passed down from generation to generation. I have to admit I don't meet a lot from the tribe of Gad, but they're out there. I remember when my dad told us that we're from the tribe of the Levites and from the actually family of the Kohens. It's always a good one to be, so I'm sticking with it. (laughs) But what's really interesting is to see how the priesthood was established and the purpose for it. They oversaw the needs of the people and the relationship that we had between us and God. He gave us someone who could intercede for us. Of course, he gave us the greatest high priest of all, and that's Yeshua, our Messiah. But he's made us into a priesthood. You know, if you missed this uh, week's 10 a.m. class, you missed a great one. As Cheryl was speaking about the history of the Jewish people and of the Messianic movement, And it's interesting because all of a sudden we have the story of Genesis, Abraham, right? All this going on. And all of a sudden God organizes the people. And then he gives us a place to worship. And he tells us how to do and what to do and why to do it. And then our world goes back down again. And it hits a point where he sends his Messiah. And we see an uptick. But guess what? We don't last that long, do we? It's so easy to get back in our old ways. But God had a bigger calling for us. And just like we see in modern history, the rebirth of the Messianic movement, It's truly an amazing thing to see. You know, there have been Jewish believers around since, well, the very beginning, wasn't there? Matter of fact, all the first believers were what? Jewish, right? The only one we have a question about of all the top guys is Luke. 
right? Most likely he was a Gentile, but he was a doctor, so it's close enough. <laughs> but what we see take place is something very interesting. Because our world really evolves around Israel. And some of you that are a little older than me remember when Israel wasn't a nation. And especially, you know, when Israel, when Jerusalem wasn't the capital. I could imagine people talking about that day. If you imagine being around in the 1940s, 30s, even. Speaking about a time that one day, as they read in the scripture, Israel will be a nation again. And they're probably going, not in my lifetime. But then in the twinkling of an eye, just like the scripture says, Israel is born again. A nation is reestablished. And the people start to return. It's interesting as my family has been brought into the politics of Israel, you thought I was going to say the politics of the United States, right? That too, right? How we've learned a lot about our family. You know, it's always interesting. You can actually take our last name, Seculo, and if you change two letters in it, the two of the vowels, you actually find out the ghetto where we came from that is still around today. I want to make a, I, I eventually I want to make a trip to Poland. Because there's a ghetto there, and it's called S-O-K-O-L-O-W. And we found out from the uh, Mossad about our family. They were watching over Jay in one of the cases that he was working about. And they said, do you want to know about your history? Who wouldn't want to know? And if anyone's going to know, it's Mossad, right? It's the Israeli special, these guys know their stuff. And they actually confirmed things that we had heard about that were relatives to one of our great, 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 great uncles is Nukum Sokolov. Some of you might know that name from history. He was the co-writer of the Balfour Declaration, basically a reestablishment of Israel. And it's interesting because when Jay found this out, they actually got a, one of his books and they had it translated and reprinted. And in the book, when it talked about the reestablishment of Israel, do you know it speaks about Messianic Jews? And it actually says that we should be considered Jewish, no different than any other Jew. See, God has been developing a, a, a system here that he's done over time. He brings in people, for groups for a time, and then builds upon it. It was really interesting to see that I've, you know, we were always told after this, we were told that there's a, um, a park named after Nukum Sokolov. And if you, when you go to, when I would go to Israel and we would have People would see our names, they would ask if we were related to them. They immediately know the name there. And one day we were, we were always trying to find this playground. 
There's a little park. And we had asked people in Israel, and everyone said, oh, it's around here somewhere, but no one knew the exact place. And we've been staying in a hotel, and you know how you kind of look at street signs? And probably the second or third trip we had him, Epic Natalie was with us, and we stayed at the same hotel. All of a sudden, I look up at the street just before where our hotel is, and it's Nukum Street, Nukum Sukalov. And at the end of the street, gets what's there? The playground, the park. So Natalie actually got to play in the park. But it's interesting to see how God takes things in time and builds upon them. He gave us the priesthood, then he gave us the place in which to worship, and then the priesthood. And I believe what we're seeing take place in modern history is a reestablishment of that. The church has been around for thousands of years now. And the Jewish believers have been there all along. In the very beginning, we were prominent, right? And we don't know what happened. You guys took over. <laughs> Too many of y'all, right? There's always going to be more of y'all than us. But then the nation was reborn. And then God started to reestablish his people. You know, there's a really interesting article. It was written a number of years ago. And it was done by, I don't know if the magazine's even around anymore, as many of them are now defunct because of the Internet. But they did an article over the, over the, over the last 500 years, different influential Jewish believers of each year. How many of you remember the musician-composer Mendel? Right? What did, he, what did his greatest, uh, everyone know what he wrote? Messiah, right? What church did he go to? Was he, was he a Christian? He wrote Messiah, Messiah, you would probably be a Christian, right? Guess what? How many of you know he was Jewish? I didn't until I read the article. <laughs> right? Jewish believer. And they did this article over the past 500 years. It's a, it's a, I think you probably still find it online. We have a, a copy of it in the office. But it's amazing to see that it's always been there. But all of a sudden, in the 1948, when Israel became a nation, and then in 67, when, Jerusalem, when they captured Jerusalem, something happened. A rebirth was established. And I believe that God is reestablishing his priesthood. Because guess what? Eventually the Dome of the Rock is going to be gone, isn't it? I think that the Muslims are going to send rockets into Israel. And you know, our system's pretty good now. They know where it's going to hit. They might say, oh, we're going to let that one go by. Of course, they'll still blame it on us, so it's okay. But then we can reestablish the kingdom, right? They already have people setting up to reestablish all the elements we need for the temple. We got DNA tests, so now we can, I guess they can basically prove 
if you truly are a Kohen. I don't know if they have the bones of Aaron yet, but hey, who knows? But something is taking place. It's a reestablishment. You know, the last song that was played was by, the, by Joel Chernoff, who did, he was, his first song, album was Lamb. How many of you heard of Lamb? Some of you have been around for a while. Right, you old fogies. Right? First time a messianic believer <coughs> music hits the world. 20 years ago, if you started talking about messianic Judaism, most of the people didn't know what it was. Now it's, oh, we got one in our family too. You know, what amazes me is that the Israeli government, with all the things that goes on and when it you know, gets sued, they can pick any lawyers they want. And they're choosing a little Jewish kid from Brooklyn who worships the Jewish Messiah. And it's amazing when, when he goes in front of the court system, they don't care that he's messianic, do they? They just know he's good. And we're seeing something take place, a change. Because God is calling us into that priesthood. We are his representatives. So when you start reading about the priesthood, you need to be adapting it to yourself. You know what? God makes it harder for us too, doesn't he? Because when you're in the priesthood, you're in that, that higher level of Things we can and can't do, aren't we? People are watching you. And if you don't think your unsafe friends are watching what you do, I can tell you they are watching you like you can't believe. Some of them are watching you when you don't even expect it. You know, it's interesting. My, my sister's not yet a believer, and... And growing up, you know, we'll sit there and we're talking. And one day she said to my brother, yeah, all my friends are listening to you on the radio. And I went, and all my sister's friends are all Jewish, right? I asked my sister, why are, your Jew why are all your friends listening to Christian radio? She didn't have an answer to that. I would. That's the kind of guy I am. What we're seeing take place is because of the internet. Do you know we have people watching us from all around the world? Many in Arab nations. I'm hoping it's for a good reason. But also in Israel and around the world. There's a hunger for the truth. Not my truth. Trust me, I make mistakes all the time. But God's truth. Because God's word never comes back void. And he's reestablishing his priesthood. Because guess what? His Messiah is coming back, isn't he? And we need to be ready. We need to be able to put on those garments. They're not just regular garments, are they? 
the priestly garments. It's something that sets us apart from the rest of the world. And that's what God's calling you to do. Don't be afraid of what's coming. Guess what? The scripture tells us there'll be plagues before the end of days, right? So should you be afraid? No. Nope. You just be ready, right? Wash your hands. You know, it, it's amazing when you're listening to the doctor. Don't listen to everything on the internet. When you're listening to the doctors, you know what they tell you? Wash your hands. Guess what? Guess where they got that from? God. Right? He told us to wash your hands. Before you eat, go wash your hands. You think that was your mother doing it? No. God told her. It's simple things. But it makes us stand out. So I want to be, encourage you to put on that priestly garment. To be a part of the Kohen. Those who share the good news. You know, Rabbi Rene said, you know, now that we can't do handshakes, you know, in, in, you've seen in, in China they're doing the foot, the foot slap, right? I think we should just do this. Of course, you don't think we're Vulcan, but, you know. Well, no, no, in this, you know, you're obviously not a Trekkie. <laughs> Right? Star Trek, you know, the... But where did, where did Leonard Nimoy get that from? The Kohen. How they would read the Word of God. It's a priestly sign. We can't be afraid to put on the garments. And more importantly, we can't be afraid to share the good news. You know, if you're a person who wants to learn the word and learn the word and learn the word, that's great. But what are you doing with it? Because if you're just keeping it to yourself, then it's worthless. But if you're sharing it with others, that's what the priests would do. They would share their knowledge, wouldn't they? And that's what God's calling us to do. Yeshua himself when he was called into the temple where he went, what, as was his custom, is what the scripture says. Why was that his custom? Because he was Jewish. Hello? And they called him up to read the word of God. He took on that role. We need to be his priest. I want to encourage you as you read and continue to read the story about it, it will give you a, a better understanding of what God is calling us to do. Because when he comes back, guess what he needs? His priesthood, right? He's reestablishing the system. Once he gets the priest, the temple's around the corner. And some of you are saying, oh, Rabbi, that's never going to happen. Well, yeah, you said that too about Jerusalem being the capital again. Amen. God is in control. We are seeing things happening in our lifetime that people hoped for. 
Some could never even envision it. I used to like read when reading Ironside. He's a, uh, a Baptist pastor who had a great understanding of the Word of God, very pro-Israel, and he wrote a commentary on the Bible. And when it talks about the Scripture, and I always caught my attention about Isaiah, you know, in Luke where it talks about Jerusalem once again become a nation. And he died in the early, I think, early 1940s. But he couldn't even imagine Israel being a nation again. And shortly after his passing, that became into existence. Not only is Israel now flourishing and growing, Guess where most likely the virus vaccine will come from? Israel. Do you think that's by chance? Or do you think God's in control? And I think all those nations that are, you know, the B, what is it? B-S, what is it? B-D-S? Yeah, well... BDS, you know, these ones that are going, they're boycotting Israel. Could you imagine Israel saying, I, we would love to sell you these vaccines. We could even give them to you. We're that nice of people. But I'm sorry, you're boycotting us. We can't give you any. Guess what happens when you go against Israel? Remind the Egyptians of the plagues. Remember, we're coming up... Before you know it, we'll be talking about those 10 plagues. We got Purim coming up this week, right? Next week, we got the, you know, don't mess with Israel, right? They tried to kill us. We won. Let's eat. I'm ready for it. Because we know God's in control. And that's what's important. You know what? This. Virus might get worse before it gets better. But we can show the world that God's in control. And you know what? People are going to laugh at you when they say, you know, oh, you're praying for God to heal us. Yeah, we are. Be glad we are. Right? Matter of fact, on Monday, I think it was talked about earlier, it's a, it's a what day is that? Day of fasting and uh, many Messianic congregations and groups have decided to use this time of fasting and praying to pray this virus away. Guess what I encourage you to do? Join in the prayer. If you can join in the fast, join in the fast. It won't kill you. Right? Be that priesthood. Take charge. Be that intermediator before God. Stand in his presence. As we've learned in the scripture, if you don't do it God's way and you try to do it your own way, guess what's going to happen to you? It's going to strike you down, isn't he? But when you follow his word and obey his commandments, man, he will bless us. And that's what we want to see happen, isn't it? I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes.
Abba, Father, we just come before you right now. Lord, we want to be in your priesthood. We want to represent you to the world. And Lord, we know that first step in doing that is accepting your son Yeshua into our heart. And let the Ruch HaKodesh fill our spirit. For those of you out here, those of you watching online, if you've never accepted Yeshua as your Messiah, and you're ready to today, all you have to do is ask Him to come into your heart. If you're watching online, either live or archived, you can contact us on the information you see on the screen, and we will reach out to you and pray with you this prayer of salvation. But if you're here right now in the congregation with every eye closed and every head bowed, and you're ready to say yes to him, all you need to do is raise your hand, and we'll say a simple prayer with you in support. Is there anyone? Anyone at all? And Abba Father, as we come before you right now, Lord, we ask for your touch. Lord, you've called us into your priesthood. Lord, let us take that throne. And Lord, let us be a witness to the world. Lord, clothe us with your priesthood, with your armor of salvation. Not to look like a soldier, but to look like a priest. That is your army. Lord, we come before you right now. Lord, give us the strength we need to share our faith, to overcome any obstacles. We ask this in your Son, Yeshua's name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand. Amen. Amen.